Hey everybody, welcome to the Friday, February 1st edition of Between the Horns. Miles Simmons, DeMarco Farr coming at you from Atlanta, Georgia, the site of Super Bowl 53 yeah. between the Los Angeles Rams wow. and the New England Patriots. This is the most podcast we've done in the season. I wonder why that is. I well because we're, it's we're February, February. 1st. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're still working. That's good. That's the way it's supposed to be. I, I love uh, I just got here on Thursday or last night. Yep. You guys have been here all week. Yes. You guys you guys look like you've been here all week. Do we? I mean, I don't know a, if that's good or bad. There's a lot going on at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yes. there's a, especially on this side. There's a lot of people to talk to. There's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, you're the only two teams or one of two teams playing, so yes. I get it. Uh, so Miles is absolutely stressed out. But I, now you know what out. goes on with the players. That's fair. Yeah. A little. I mean, I, I don't think I do know what goes on with the players. You're, in going, some ways. you're living but, through well, it. Yeah, sort of. But in some ways it's like there's some things that you get to see, you know, and mm-hmm. there's other things that it's like uh, you don't know exactly what's going on internally, the pressure that you feel once you get to this point, knowing that you're one of the only two teams left that are in the entire league that can actually go yeah. and really win a championship. This is something that most of those guys have just never experienced No, at all. but I'm seeing more of Atlanta than I ever have. I'm, and we were here to win a Super Bowl. I know. And it was all about us and the Titans, and I didn't see anything because all I saw was the practice field in my room right. or meeting room. So uh, it's all kind of going on around you. But you, you see, you're getting pulled in a thousand different directions. Absolutely. Yeah, so the, the what, what suffers is you don't get a chance to prepare. It could be watching film. It could be just sitting alone, silent, and thinking about your responsibilities. There's just so much. Your phone doesn't stop ringing. Well, I'm sure it's that, but just the, the, the multitude of media responsibilities. I yeah. mean, a lot of these guys talk once a week. Right? right, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially your, Some your of big them name guys. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. your big name guys: Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley. Those guys talk once a week. Right here, they talk Monday through Friday. Right, you know, you and have so to. that's right. And it, it's interesting because I, I guess I expected the the craziness, the media frenzy of opening night. You know, which used to be media day back, you know, in your mm. day, and even back in your day, I don't think it was as big as it's become at the time it was the biggest it just keeps growing right it grows and grows like this opening night was unbelievable right i I can only imagine what it's going to be like the next time well it's funny you know you i've talked to a couple people and it's like man maybe they should just lower the amount of credentials they give out if not necessarily for opening night but at least the rest of the week because that's where i i guess i was surprised is just still the sheer craziness of all the media availability times that happen after opening night because right. there are still a lot of people who are here and they're just from all over the country, all over the world really. Right. And then they come and they ask these questions and it's like, wow, you're asking sort of the same things that everybody else is asking. Over and, it's and like over Over again. and over yeah. and over again. And I can understand how that would get to the point where you're Marshawn Lynch and you're saying, I'm just here so I don't Well, get yeah, fun, I mean, know? you can ask Marshawn one question and he's already tired. And I know. I, I, you know, for guys like Aaron, I mean, like you said, he only talks once a week and he doesn't have that much to say. He talks with his pads. But you have to be professional about this point in the season. You are the NFC champion. You are expected to answer a bunch of questions. And this, not to get into a political discussion at all, but when they said football's 
popularity was decreasing, I said, when the Super Bowl stops looking like this, then I'll believe you. Right. Because this is everybody's radio show. This is everybody's TV show. They all want a part of the league, and they're all bringing it back to their parts of the world. So uh, you have to understand that as a player. If you're Jared Goff and you answer the same question five times, well, you're going to have to answer it 20 more times for the rest of the world. They want right. to hear you too. Right. And that's I think that's such an interesting aspect of this, just – I don't think you can really anticipate it until you experience it. Yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I highly recommend every football team qualifying for a Super Bowl one time in, in the franchise history. I think all fans every, would like that. Absolutely. There, there are some fan bases that haven't been through this. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend this. This is great. But the first thing I thought, Miles, when I saw the opening night and you guys and taking the pictures, what a recruiting pitch for all free agents. What do you mean? For anybody that's considering changing teams. Yeah. West Coast, Sun. Yeah. Super Bowl participant this year with a young head coach and a young quarterback. Absolutely. And and a defensive tackle that just signed one of the most lucrative extensions in league yes. history. Come here, play on grass, eight games a year guaranteed, ten if you count preseason. And you'll have a chance to do this almost every year. Right. Yeah. What a recruiting pitch. Uh, no, it absolutely is. And I think just the way the Rams have gone through the season is certainly that. Um, I, what's also interesting, I think just the setup of the story for the L.A. Rams right now is just so interesting. Because, yeah. you know, you just mentioned it. You were here in Atlanta when you won the Super Bowl back in 1999, uh -huh. right? There are a lot of just things that seem to be setting up for the Rams. McVay was there. That's what I'm saying. As a teenager. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. That, that, that thought was the next thing. Like, Crazy. this is where yeah. McVay is from. Yeah. You know, they're, the, the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, they lost to the Patriots. Right. There are just so many key, interesting storylines you know, of this game that it's almost like, man, this right. is set up for the Rams when now they just got to go execute. It's like, it. I, it's, I hate to say it, it's like mm -hmm. WrestleMania, man. I mean, this was a setup 10 years in the making. You know, when you think about how the Patriots run began, it began on the backs of the greatest show on turf. They beat right. them in New Orleans. Right. That kind of got Brady going. Belichick, I believe, was just beginning to become that coach. And yes. now, later on, here they are, right? What's going on, man? I'm hanging in there, sir. All my friends are here. See? I know. I was going to say, you never know who will walk by on Radio Row. That's kind of the cool thing. So DeMarco's getting dapped up right now. And then also, I see Patrick Mahomes yes, is about sir. to go on the Yahoo Sports set, Sorry. like about 20 feet away from us. This is, yep. the, this is the other thing that it's about the Super Bowl. Oh. Like, Radio Row is just... Everybody's here. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I was riding down an escalator with Jerry, Rice, with Jerry Rice. Well, this is like... And for sat the, down and Emmett Smith was For right the there. old soldiers. It's like, oh, you're still alive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're still alive and you still know my name. So it's, it's all good. But yeah, just thinking about how the Patriots era, that dynasty how that began and who it began on. And yes. then here you are again uh, with a different team, different city, same uniform. <laughs> yes. And here we go again. Good yes. stuff. Yep. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think, you know, once you see the way that this thing kind of works and like you sort of get into it, you can kind of maybe get yourself back into a normal rhythm. Like and I'm talking to the players over the last couple of days. That's what it seemed like to me that once, you know, you understand, all right, with the media is this, all right, okay, we got to do this in the morning. Then once you get to Flowery Branch, which is the, the Falcons practice facility, and that's where the Rams are trying 
training this week, then it's like, okay, now it's football. Yeah, yeah. You know, and once you get between the white lines, then you can really sort of be yeah. like, all right, th this is why we're here. We're here to win a championship. Practice is about you and the guys, and it's always that way. It's, it's your home. It's where you get to be yourself. Even more than your home at home with your family, your wife and kids, when you're on the practice field in the locker room, you get to be with your guys, and you get to be yourself. But even at the Super Bowl, it's different. There are people at practice. Right. You know, there are people watching you. Everybody wants to get a piece of you. So even that's a little bit different. So I, I just, I, I remember we were practicing. Leslie Visser was out at practice with us, and she was sitting on a bench, you know, in between me and Orlando Pace to keep warm because it was cold outside. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we're, we're practicing for the Titans for the Super Bowl, but, you know, we have to deal with this as we're going. So it's just one of the things you have to kind of swallow. But when we finally got to the locker room and it was – they closed the door and it was just us. Then we can lock down how we always are. We get back to our normal routines. No one has to answer questions anymore. Right. All you have to do is put your stuff on, go out there and get it on. So, you know, you know I, I hope this stuff is frustrating to guys like Sue, to Donald. I hope it's frustrating for guys like Corey Littleton, especially most of the dudes on defense. Yes. I hope they get so fired up and so tired of answering questions about Brady. I, I really do. I, I hope they can't stand talking about him that they can't wait for game day because that's when you get your best effort. I think it's been really interesting just to hear the amount of questions that the Rams have gotten asked about New England players versus the amount of questions New England players have gotten about Rams players. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because this Super Bowl really, it, from my vantage point, looking at the Looking at coverage from the outside in, which is kind of weird because I also am a part of the in coverage, if yeah, that makes any sense. I got you. Like, it seems a lot more Patriots-focused, and it's like the Patriots are going to do this while the Patriots have continued this run to do da-da-da-da. Yeah. A lot of people think that the Patriots are going to win this game, and that's absolutely fair. I mean, until oh, really? okay. the Patriots – Yeah, I, I think that until the Patriots show, you know, that they're done, they're not done. Right. You know what Is I mean? Is that Patriot respect or Rams disrespect? I hope the Rams are taking it as disrespect, but I'll take yeah. a poll, man. I mean, all the media, they're all here. Who is the A-side in this Super Bowl? Is it the Patriots or is it the Rams? Who's the real story? I, you know, I think it. I think just because of the Patriots' longevity, it's, it's partially them. You got a 33-year-old head coach over here. I know. This isn't supposed to happen. That's happened a thousand times already. But in, on the same, I mean, in that same way, that isn't supposed to happen to Marco. You know, True. Like that's an old coach. It, it's yeah, an, an older old coach. It's an older coach. It's an older quarterback. It, it's a team that has really been a dynasty for years and years and years. Yeah, that's as, Emmett Smith. Yeah, as Emmett Smith walks by. Hi, again, Emmett. You never know. Yeah, no. Good to as see he you. Waves. <laughs> My man. Got to say hi to Emmett. Yes, now you got to say hi to Emmett. Say, have have Emmett say hi to the people. My dude. But I hit him once. Once? Right, yeah, once, right in the hip. Well, it was probably just once. And then he probably he, ran past and you. And then all he the other like times. extended his hand and gave me a look like help me up and I did it. I'm like, oh I feel so stupid. Why did you do that? Because it's Emmett Smith. Fair enough. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's Evan I mean, Smith. Uh, okay. And when I got back to the huddle, they were like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> they, they should have trashed you for that. Right. But the point I was trying to make yeah. is that, like, this is darn near two decades of dominance for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that is what's not really supposed to happen Okay. Here. So the, the dynamic is really old versus young. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if they get it done, so to speak, it'll be an, another one for them. But think about what the Rams have gone through in the last five years. Five years ago, where were we sitting? And who were we talking about? 
this time of year? We were this time of year. We were talking about the possibility of Sam Bradford coming back from his second ACL tear. And now we're in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, to me is really the story. But I guess to make it the story, you you've got to go through New England. You've got to win the game. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. That's the way it should be, if you ask me. Right. Uh, no, I agree with you. So uh, let's go matchup by matchup. Come as on, we let's have do done. it. Uh, throughout the course of this postseason. So I, I want to start here, and we were sort of just talking about it, but head coach versus head coach. Yeah. You know, like the 66-year-old Belichick, 33-year-old Sean McVay, half Belichick's age. It's interesting because at a certain point, I think coaching is not not your age, but it's about what you know. Fair. And that's why the Rams have been able to be so successful over the last couple of years because Sean McVay has proven that he knows a lot. Right. And he's also willing to learn at every turn. And he he realizes that he does not have the benefit of experience. Right. So he's got to lean on people who do. True. Uh, look, X's and O's, I mean, Belichick versus McVay. Um, push? I mean, when you just talk in X's and O's, the chess match of offensive football versus defensive football and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, push. Um, they both study like crazy. Uh, you're not going to out-prepare the other guy. Uh, I, I bet they spend the exact amount of hours in the office preparing for next season or the upcoming season or the upcoming game. So I think that might be a push. But where you give Belichick the, the edge is he may know what's coming. He's been down this road before. Uh, he knows how tough these situations get when you have to make these decisions. You know what I mean? Yes. So he'll have that edge on McVay, but that can all go away. If Sean McVay and his offense and his defense, if they get to what they want to get to sooner than the Patriots, then you might not have to make those decisions. It could be a runaway football game. So we'll see. But, I mean, Belichick does have the, the benefit, the edge of being here before, being down with two minutes to play or less and having to drive to win the game. No doubt. Yeah. And that, that to me is, I think, where you get the biggest and, and separation. If, if that happens, he has the calmness because he's got rings. Even if it doesn't happen, I'm still a multiple world champion. Yes. It'll be different for McVay on the other side if you're down by three with a minute less or a minute to go and you have to drive the length of the field for your first championship. Yeah, I mean, Belichick understands that. Well, of course, and that's the thing. Like, you, when you have somebody who is as experienced as Belichick, that's always going to be the difference maker. You know, Sean yeah. McVay was asked uh, yesterday or two days ago, I can't quite remember, but he was asked about Bill Belichick and, you know, how do you, comparing yourself to Bill Belichick. You know, one of these questions that people who aren't usually covering football ask, at these events, because who, what coach is going to compare himself to Bill Belichick and like on a podium? That that would not be a smart thing. To right. Do. Well, so on Sean McVay, yeah. yes, <laughs> but Sean McVay basically said, you know, I I can't really compare myself to Bill Belichick because he has that much experience and it's so much more Shoot, experience than. Yeah, I can compare him to Belichick. The only thing that's different is Bel or McVay got the job at this age. Belichick was the same way. Fair. Uh, he was just helping Parcells. <laughs> he right. was just helping right. this guy. I mean, the Rams pulled the trigger on hiring a guy that young, but, I mean, they're almost the same, man. I mean, you they came up in football. This is who they are. This is what they are. Sure. You know, at, I, I fully expect when Belichick is done, there'll be some sort of award or trophy named after him. There should be. Yeah, and, and if McVay keeps winning, maybe he'll have a video game <laughs> instead of Madden. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he'll be synonymous with offensive football. 
Yes. You know, they're both the same. They're cut from the same cloth. No, I, I think so. But I think it's just the where one might have the edge over the other in this game is yeah. exactly what you said. It's just the experience. Right. Because, I mean, look, when you're down and you have to go down the field in order to score and whatnot, it, you have to trust your process. Yeah. And I think maybe because the Rams got experience with that in the NFC title game, they will come out okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, they will have that confidence and belief like, hey, all we have to do, one play at a time, go down the field, we know we can do it. Yeah. If but, you can win if you can win there in New Orleans, in that environment, this environment should not shake you, should not scare you. It should not at all. Yeah. I mean you were you were the enemy in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. I mean you had no friends there and you still found a way to pull it out. So I mean this will be 60-40, 70-30. I mean, it won't – yes, I know. I owe you 100 bucks. What's, What's up, up, James? What's up, man? How, how you doing, man? Laurinaitis, Lester Archambault. Yeah. See? Wow. All the old soldiers walking by. What's up, man? Goodness. Again, you Good never know who will walk by. Do you ever get fat? At Radio Row. Why not? Dang, man. Uh, My goodness. We were just talking about you guys. Yeah. See, this is, and you guys did, right? <laughs> it's hey, funny. What up, this man? Is, Good to see you, sir. What's up, Steve? What's what are we doing? Hello. We're talking football. We Go are. figure. Go figure. <laughs> see, this is the kind of thing that when you're just doing a podcast, everybody yeah. just comes up to you. This is you fun. We're supposed like, to. I know. I'm not going to ignore like people when they walk working. by. Yeah. I, I know you're not. <laughs> Um, geez, see, now I almost lost my train of thought. It's, we're talking, talking about, about the head coaching. Yeah, matchup. the head coaching. Yes. Yeah. The difference there will probably be experience. But when I think the, the biggest thing for Sean McVay, though, again, it's just going to be having the ability for the Rams to stick to the process. Their process has worked. You, exactly like you said, when you go to New Orleans, you are the enemy. Yeah. You're not going to be the enemy, per se, in what is uh, – the Super Bowl is inherently a corporate crowd. Right. Because the tickets are so expensive to get in. True. So, because of that, you're not going to have to worry about the crowd noise. You're going to be able to adjust things at the line of scrimmage, probably. You're going to be able to go no huddle, go up tempo, and use your usual process in order to get down the field and score. Right. Now, that... That's not going to be the easiest thing to do against a Belichick defense, but at least in that way, you are going to be able to operate that offense. No like doubt. You want. I mean, you have to strip it all the way down. I mean, if you're a team that really feeds off being the enemy, and I think for the most part, some players on the Rams do feed off being the enemy. They love being booed. It brings the best out of them. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, most of those guys are on defense. Offensively, if you're a team that likes to function without crowd noise, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be sterile for you. Well, you may not get that. You, you definitely didn't get that on in New Orleans. Right. So you had to function through that. So when you get out to the Super Bowl, like you said, corporate crowd, you're not going to have the benefit of any motivating factors other than yourself. Right. It's all you. It's all what you bring to the table. Can you play your best game better than that guy in front of you? Uh, if not, then you're going home with nothing. That's yes. just the way it goes. Yes, yeah. no doubt about it. All right, so next matchup. Let's talk Rams offense versus the Patriots defense. Yeah. We'll start with Jared Goff and the pass-o. Now, how do you think that the Patriots are going to attack the Rams offense? Like, do you see it more taking that uh, Matt Patricia approach when the Rams went to Detroit and Detroit played a lot of zone coverage or <laughs> – do you think it'll be more what the Patriots have done all year? Because they've played a lot of man. Well, the smart thing to do against the Rams, uh-huh. if you're asking me, um, is to keep all eyes facing forward. So 
basically, the least amount of man coverage you can throw out there, the better. Keep all eyes focused forward because of the smoke and mirrors that Sean McVay will give you. And if, if Jared Goff sees a back, that's where he's going. Yes. If he sees the back of a defender, that's where he's going. Same thing with most quarterbacks. So expect a lot of what you saw in Detroit um, and not a lot of what you saw in New Orleans because you can't get that here. They really fed off the crowd noise and then got into the cadence and then sent blitzes. Um, so if New England does try to blitz like New Orleans, I think you'll have a better chance of picking it up or changing the play because it's not going to be as loud here. Right. But, yeah, I mean – if you want to try that same stop-the-run zone defense, I hope you have the horses up front. Really, yeah. If, if you're New England, and I don't think you do. And when you when you think about the rest that the Rams have had the last couple of days, last two weeks, think about how the offensive line looked versus Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, quick, executing, all that sort of stuff. So if you want to play just straight-up standard defense and mix in some blitzes, I think you could be in trouble if you're New England. Well, that's the, but that's not necessarily quite what they've done. I mean, yeah. they in the postseason, I mean, they, they seem to have been blitzing a lot, uh, especially Phillip Rivers early on in that game against the Chargers in the divisional round. You saw the Patriots really get after him. He's had, he basically had to get rid of the ball, throw it away, or try to get you know something really quick, and it didn't work out very well. And this is kind of the same thing that happened against the Chiefs too. You know, they mm-hmm. sent a lot of pressure at Patrick Mahomes early in that game, and then Patrick Mahomes was able to do what he does and why he should be the MVP. And you know, he drives down the field late, and they keep scoring, and then they send it into overtime. Right. But early on in those games, the Patriots took control because they're able to control the line of scrimmage and get in the quarterback's face. I think you might be in trouble if you try to send pressure at Goff or try to pressure the Rams because of the running game. And I'm assuming Todd Gurley is going to be healthy. I'm assuming he's going to be the September-October version of Todd Gurley. That's my assumption. Okay. Uh, Based on what I've seen and how big this game is. You know, I don't care if it hurts. You're going to have to go. And if you can continue to run two guys at a defense, eventually if you keep pressuring, you're going to wear yourselves out. Right. Because they're going to keep running through it and running through it. So I would bet that Belichick, in key situations, will try to bring pressure. But for the most part, he's going to sit flat and try to cover the entire field and make the Rams work for it. 10, 12, 15 play drives to see if they can stay perfect all the way down the field. Yes, I, I think that that's a good expectation. Because if you, if you up-tempo, if you go pressure, you're going to die faster. Because eventually, McVay is going to hit something on you. Right. Yeah, he has against everybody that's tried to pressure. What do you think? I mean, this is the Belichick reputation. We're going to take away what it is that you do best. What do you think that that would be for Belichick for the Rams? It's got to be the run. I mean, if you look at how the Rams have won and what they've done in the last month, going back to Arizona and yes. then San Fran and then Dallas, uh, got going versus New Orleans some, but that was a weird football game. But it's the run game. The run game has been pacing the offense. The run game has basically been protecting Jared Goff. Yes. He keeps Jared Goff uh, alive in the pocket, and he still has the ability to throw off play action when you yes. establish the run. So I'm assuming that's the first thing he's going to try to take away, either by loading the box or some exotic stunt package or at least lining up guys to where you want to run it the most and taking that side away. Hmm. If you want to run it, Todd, you're going to have to run it with your offhand going the opposite way. Right. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So he's going to make it tough for you to run the football. So that's – and that's the thing, right? Like if we want to see Todd Gurley really have a great game, yeah, then you might have to establish the pass first in order to establish the run. No doubt. Know? Absolutely. And think about most of Todd's runs, right? 
Think about most of his big plays and where they hit on the field. Think about it in your mind's eye. Which side of the which which side of the offensive line usually is the guys where he's popping runs or popping screens? The left side. Okay, so let's take that away. Right. Either by loading the box that way or by setting my front here. You can't run here. So if Todd Gurley is going to pop a long run, you're going to have to keep the ball in your right hand this time, mm-hmm. not in your left where you want it. That's Belichick. Right. Yeah. I know you don't. I know you prefer it here. You can still do it here, but I'm going to make you run to a spot where you don't like. Well, it's also the blockers, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, how many times have we said Andrew Whitworth has stabilized the Rams' offensive line mm-hmm. and that he's one of the best players on the team? Well, that's on your left side. Right. Roger Saffold, one of the best pulling guards in the league, one of the best guards in space in the league. Where is he? He's on the left side. Yeah. So that's part of it, too. Yeah, those two guys will be... They'll be going the wrong way on the freeway. Oh, sorry. They'll be going the wrong way on the freeway uh, with traffic that's moving left and right. I'm serious. They're going to see games. They're going to see a lot of stunts. The wrong way on the freeway. Wherever, wherever guys line up on you, right? If you get a defensive end and a defensive tackle over Roger and over Whitworth, that's not where they're going to end up. They're going to be moving. They're going to be stunting. They're going to be crashing. They're going to be trying everything they can to disrupt your blocking scheme. Yeah. Not to win, just tie you up so you can't get out to the second level. Is that what Detroit did that was effective? That's what everybody does against the Rams. If you really want to have a great day against the Rams defensively, what you need to do is make sure the offensive line can't get out to the second level. Yes. Get your hands on them no matter what. Uh, Push back if you can, but when they try those little deceptive, sneaky screens, don't let them out. And then there's no screen game. So, yeah, the, the, the... the key to stopping the Rams is beating the front five up. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I noticed, too, on film just of the Patriots is that they jam at the line a lot. Uh-huh. And it's probably because they're playing press man coverage. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that they'll play that much off coverage and zone, but who knows. But that's, to me, if they're able to do that, that's how they really disrupt the timing on the routes, right? If you're going to send pressure at Jared Goff, then you have to be able to jam on the outside because then he's not going to have the timing that he needs in order to make a play. If you're pressing, then look for Josh Reynolds to have a field day, your slot guy, or a tight end. If you're up on the line of scrimmage disrupting, disrupting, yeah. uh, say Brandon Cooks or, or Woods, if you can get a good jam on him, great. If you disrupt timing and get pressure on Goff, then the one guy you can't jam is going to be a slot guy or a tight end. McVay knows this. Yes. Yeah, whatever this, type That's of, football. Whatever type of coverage you roll in, he's going to have the answer for. Now, it's up to Jared Goff to be as efficient as Tom Brady because that's all he does on the other side. Right. Whatever you give him, he's going to take over here. And right. he's going to be accurate with it. And he's going to challenge the other quarterback to be as accurate and as efficient. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's where Jared Goff comes in. And I think the, the, the way he handles pressure in this game could really be a determining factor. Yeah. Because, look, if you're accurate when they send pressure at you and you get the ball out, then that could be a good catch-and-run situation. And who knows if they'll be able to stop you on the way to the end zone. Absolutely. Well, you are the king on the chessboard, man. I mean, if they get to you, it's over. So even if they get to you, they can't get to you. Even if they get a good shot on you, roll over, stand up, get back to the huddle. Right. Even if it hurts. Look, uh, you're going to have how many eyes are on you? A hundred million plus. A hundred million people are on you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the big stage, and they're all coming after you. You have to know this. I mean, part of this is, is acting, too. Even if it's going bad, you have to show that it's not. Right. Because your team is living through you. 
that's one of the interesting things about Jared Goff is that he just has this innate ability to be so even keel throughout any game, throughout any situation. And, you know, players are talking about this after the NFC Championship game where they get down 13 nothing, and then they're able to come back and win that game in large part because of Goff's steady hand, the fact that it was one play at a time. You know, they didn't get down on each other. It just – Jared Goff being the same even keel guy has helped the Rams so much. And, you know, the stage is different, the stage is bigger, but McVay has said it. He doesn't think it's going to be too big for Goff in yeah. large part because of the way his attitude has been just throughout the time that McVay's been here. You know, I've had fun watching him on the sidelines and how he reacts to certain things. And, you know, there are quarterbacks that will sit there with their head in their hands. Right. You know, when things are going bad, they will give you all sorts of bad body language and your team sees that. Yes. And they're going to act accordingly. Yes. And then there are guys like Goff. I don't want to see video. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to sit here and zone out. Because the next time I take the field, I'm putting it in the box. Yeah. You can see that without him saying a word. You know, and then when you hear him bring guys together on the sideline, or he, even after games, you know, when you're getting ready to celebrate another victory and you're waiting for the last guy to come into the locker room so the coach can speak, and he's the guy rallying people. Hey, everybody up. Everybody up right now. And they do. They stop what they're doing. They listen to Jared, and they move to the center of the, center of the room and get a breakdown. That's leadership, man. He ain't the toughest guy in the room. He ain't. He's just, he's, he's just not. I mean, I think that would go to Donald or Sue. But he is the clear-cut leader of this football team. That stuff is earned. It's not given. Well, that and I think that's what you wanted to see from a number one overall pick, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's it's something that you grow into, I think. No doubt. Especially as it's somebody. It's a painful lesson. Right. Yeah. I mean, somebody who was as young as Jared was when he got drafted, then he comes in the league and doesn't have success. Right. But there's a reason why he was voted a captain this year for the first time. Yeah. And I, I don't think it was any disrespect to him last year that he wasn't. He had to earn it. And then he did. Right. And that's why they're here. Sometimes if it's given too soon, I mean, you can lose your football team. Why are we making him captain? Right. The guy hardly says boo. But now it's different. And I think if we go all the way back to the beginning stages of Between the Horns, I think we said if if Jared Goff survives his rookie year, he's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> if he survives this beating, he's going to be all right. Well, I think he's learned a lot in the last two and a half seasons. Yes, no, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about uh, special teams matchup here. Before we get into defense, because as the Rams special do their teams? practice, yeah, yeah, okay, special teams is between the first and second team period. So, boom, let's talk special teams now. Sure. Um, I don't think that the Rams are going to be able to fake their way out of something in terms of the Patriots. Oh, you mean have the ability to run a fake? Yeah. Why not? Well, because the Patriots no, see, are so fundamentally that, see, sound. You don't have don't have that much fear of Belichick. I'm not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Fear, I think I, I I wouldn't call it fear. I just think that they're that well prepared. True, they, they're going to be prepared for basically anything you've ever seen. You don't think New Orleans was prepared? New Orleans, I mean, everybody that plays the Rams is prepared for what you're going to see. It's just how you execute. I it's guess just, so. Yeah, it is. It's just how you execute the play. So, if there's a need to run a fake, I'm sure they will run it. They won't be talked out of it because you're playing the Patriots. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I. But I think that what you want more than anything else is to not be in the situation to have to. Very true. Very true. But, I mean, if, if you've got to go there to make a play, then so be it. Um, I, don't, I don't think you win in New Orleans without that fake punt. You definitely don't. I, I, yeah, I think the game I, is over. If you yeah. punt it back to them and they drive it, get a field goal, or, or, or God forbid, score a touchdown, 
I think the momentum just crushes you there. But I agree. Yeah, if, if there's a need for it, um, if there's an opportunity, not just a need, that's the thing. I think we get caught up in thinking these plays are desperation plays. If there's an opportunity to run a fake, regardless of score, I believe they will pull the trigger here. Well, there was that opportunity. I mean, the, the biggest opportunity that I think the Rams have had all season to run a fake, but then it didn't actually work, was in New Orleans. Yeah. You know, after they got that um, fumble and then they recovered it, and this is back in week nine in New Orleans, yeah. I mean, and then they run the fake with Johnny Hecker. And, and I still think he got it. Well, I think a lot of people think that he yeah. got it. I think that he got it too. But that, I think, is just the biggest opportunity thing there. You know, they, McVay always talks about wanting to be aggressive, wants to be attacking. And all real coaches really say that mm-hmm. when they become coaches. We want to be you know, aggressive offense. We want to have an attacking defense. We want to do this, this, that. If you look at the Rams, they actually do it. They do, yeah. And they always want to be dictating. So that is where I think you're really right. Because of that, the Rams could just run a fake. They could. Um, if there is the opportunity to do it. Oh, geez. Help me out. Philadelphia. Uh, who ran the fake on them? And they ran it right at uh, the D-tackle. Oh. Fletcher Cox. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. If no, the, New Orleans did that. If there's an opportunity anywhere on yeah. the field. So if you're lacking, if you're a guy that's lazy to the football on safe punt, there's an opportunity there. So whenever they catch somebody slipping, even if you did prepare for it all week, during the game, if you lose your focus for an iota and they can see that, Bones Fossil can see it, he'll relay that to Sean McVay. I think we can get this here. Yes. Yeah, with an aggressive coach, if you have a chance to take control of the game, why not, even if it's unconventional? Right, and that that's that just might be the way they mm-hmm. do it. Um, but also, just in terms of field goal kicking, we know that field goals can often be the determining factor in yeah. the Super Bowls, uh, especially with the Patriots. But I think there's has not really been anybody you know, better than Greg Zerline in the league over the last couple of years. I, you know, um, let's see, be, beyond the usual cast, and I think I said this, my Super Bowl MVP candidates from the Rams, Donald Sue first because you're controlling Brady, then go to Goff and the offensive guys. But the guy that actually could walk out of here with a Super Bowl MVP and not really have a game winner is Zerline. I mean, red zone offense is has been tough and will be tough against New England. No doubt. So if you've got to keep alive and get on the board with field goals, he could walk out of here with six field goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe seven like we saw against Dallas. And that be game. that guy and just be money and not miss anything. So, yeah, I mean, the banging one out from 57 to win a football game, awesome. But you, you also got to make sure you, you keep banging in the chip shots. Yes. Yeah, when you have opportunities to score. It's very speaking. It's funny. I mean, as we're speaking of kickers, uh, Morton Anderson, one of the best of all time, just walks, walked right, walks right, right by, by us wow. in his gold jacket, as he should be all wearing. These, see, all we had Emmett Smith, Lester Archambault, Terrell Davis walked by. The only guy you call out is a place kicker. We were talking the about only, kicker. The only guy you called out is a place kicker. First Miles. of all, that's not the only guy I called out because you said hello to pre- pretty much everybody. The that's only guy gone you by. have called out by yourself has been a place kicker. Yeah, because we were talking about kickers. It was on topic. That's it was fair enough. It was and very won- serendipitous, That's right. if you will. Serendipitous. Wow. Yes. Spell it. Uh, I don't think <laughs> we want you to try that. Um, but also, you know, if you get a block in this game, yeah. you know, yeah, Corey yeah. Littleton hasn't had one in a while. And that yeah. you'd think that they are going to be sound up front, of now course. Now, if, if Corey Littleton manages to block a punt versus New England, 
then this would be Belichick's last game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, look, the guy is dialed in. I remember when we were going up to play them a couple of years ago, and the only guy he talked about Belichick on the conference call was Johnny Hecker. Hey, he's a weapon. Right. He so, said it again this year. I'm like sure, a couple he, weeks back, I'm like sure a week they've talked about Corey Littleton. Yes. Yeah, and where he is and how to deal with him in a punt situation. But if he manages to Steve Tasker his way in there to block a punt, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, that could also be the difference in a game right there whenever you have that kind of big play ability Yeah. to be able to just come in and come down and do something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maurice, what's up, man? How are you? I've been you? here all week, haven't seen you. So I, I know. To come, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but I just wanted to come say hello. Well, hello, man. How are you? How's it been? It's been crazy. Crazy week, right? Yeah, and I'm not even playing. That's why I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, good, good guy to ask. Yes. Who's the A side in this game? Is it more Patriots? Are they the story, or is are the Rams the story? I, I think a lot of it's the Rams because of how they got here. Yeah. Right? Because of the call and all the different things and all the controversy, where the Patriots. They kind of, they've transformed to something different. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just kind of like, all right, they're here. It's the ninth time, all these different things. But there's so much controversy and drama around the Rams. It's amazing. See, I love it. I was telling Miles the same thing. Why do you have, like, five people staring at you right now? All these NFL these, Network these people. My, these are the people I work with. Are you guys, are you the Mar, Are you the Mo Wranglers no, to make no. sure he doesn't walk the off? Mo, the Mo Wranglers right the there. The Mo Wranglers right there? Okay, yeah. Make sure he so doesn't walk off. Okay. Good to see you Talk too, to man. Talk to you on game day, bro. All right. All right. Oh, we're having dinner tonight. That's right. That's right. That's right. Biggest steak possible. Okay. Man, do I get to come? Hell no. No, no, no. <laughs> Former players only, homie. Damn. Yes, sir. I love steak, though. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, all right, let's talk uh, about the Rams defense versus yeah. the Patriots offense. Uh, and we'll start with Brady because, yeah, you know. The best. He is. Yep. Um, he, he is at least the best based on results. Or one of the best if you're Nicole Roby Coleman or Sean McVay. Listen, I mean, there are a lot of quarterbacks who you could say are the greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah. You know, I think when it's all said and done, we're going to be saying that about Patrick Mahomes. Could. You never know. Based on the way he played this season? Or golf. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, he's young. The head coach is young. I mean, look, Kansas City at some point, or Mahomes isn't going to have Andy Reid for that much longer. Yeah. How long is Goff going to have McVay? Well, they're going to be joined be, at the they hip. Could be, they could play, be together for 20 years. Kind of like Brady and Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, so at the end of this whole thing, I mean... It could be golf with a lot of numbers, with all the numbers. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's sort of like Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you know? Exactly like it, yep. Um, but just from the standpoint of, we, we can talk about the Roby comments. I mean, about uh, Brady. Yeah, I What's, thought it was funny. It's, it's funny. I don't think it's that. I think the media made more of that comment you think? than it maybe should have. You think? I mean, like, it was like... That's the, it was not, it was kind of a nothing burger. There were other things in that Bleacher Report piece yeah, yeah, yeah. that he said, like evoking Godfather imagery. Right. That you maybe could have focused well, in on a little bit more. That's guaranteed to get clicks. Oh, <laughs> I think Tom Brady is aged a little bit. He's that's, 41. <laughs> and that's not to say he can't get it done. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. he can. Right. He's shown and proven time and time again that he can get it done. Yep. And until he proves <laughs> otherwise, you have to assume that he can. And yep. 
if you read the piece, that that's really what Nikhil Roby is saying. Well, who reads these days? Nobody, yeah. apparently. All we read is headlines. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Based on the numbers on the articles. It'd be really nice if people actually read more. We and I guess I should not be admonishing the audience that I'm speaking to. Read, please. Who probably right. uh, reads these things. But no, yeah. I, I think, look, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And he's going to get his at, at some point. You just kind of have to anticipate that. True. Uh, there, there are ways to control him, and you've got two of the best ways to control him. It's interior pressure. Yep. And to go a step beyond, because I've heard this a lot, interior pressure gets to Brady, interior pressure drops his completion percentage, interior pressure uh, affects his win-loss, right? Which is literally any quarterback, but Pretty yes. much. Um, but it's not just interior pressure. It's not just a push. You've got to win. You've got to win your rep in the middle and free yourself from the blocker to get in on him because just the push isn't enough. A push versus a breeze might help you because he's not very tall. A push versus Russell Wilson is will help you because he's not very tall. Tom Brady can see over the top of a push. Yep. You have got to win, free yourself, separate, disengage from the blocker, square yourself to him, and get ready to catch somebody who's trying to make you miss. Right. Right. And once that happens, you destroy the play. So that has to happen time and time again, not just once a quarter. Right. It's got to be pretty much every single time he touches the football, you have got to be in his face. You know, what was funny this week, and, um, you know, Clarence, our staff writer, pointed this out to me because there's so much that Pete, the players say, and, you know, there's so much audio that we have to go through and sort through. So he was listening to one of Todd Gurley's media sessions, and, you know, I think he even asked the question of um, Todd Gurley, you know, what gives you confidence, like, in late-game situations that the Rams' defense can come through? And he said, well, he had, he had one of his Todd Gurley's simple answers, but he said, Aaron Donald, playoff Sue. Yeah, yeah, playoff Sue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there has been a difference. Absolutely. And it's a what, noticeable difference. Yes. And yeah. it's, to be honest, it's what you brought Dominican Sue here for. Right. Absolutely. To be this guy in a championship run. He pushed the nitrous button. Yes. Yeah. He has been playing inspired bowl. So, I mean, Donald alone would be enough if, if he's playing like AD. We've seen this before. Right. But, but with Sue, it's almost impossible to get away from those two guys. Right, and the difference... Even in shotgun, you're in trouble. No, of course, but yeah. the difference is that, you know, when they're sending three guys, some, excuse me, sometimes, to protect against Aaron Donald, right. somebody else has to make the play. Right. And that's where Sue comes in. If he's playing, if he plays to the level that he's played in these first couple playoff games, or heck, maybe he even steps it up even a little bit more right. because it's the Super Bowl, because it's the last one, because it is one where you can submit your legacy. Yeah. That is really the way the Rams can win this game. Heck yeah. And we'll, we're paying all fines. If you get to Brady, wrap him up and send him down to the turf violently. This is the Super Bowl. Right. Even if you give him 15 and a first down, so be it. It's worth the hit. One hit could change everything. It is It is worth the hit. Trust uh, me. I don't know. I, trust me. If, if you put him down hard, it's going to affect him. It's going to, it's going to affect him. So <sighs> even if some official out there thinks it's a little too rough, so be it. Would you be worried? Yeah. Would you be worried about that? No. Based on the opponent? I'm going right through. I'm going. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to aim for the legal strike point, you know, below the neck, above the waist. Right. I'm going to aim for that. But what I hit is what I hit. 
this is a big game here. Yeah, even if I roll up on him, so be it. That's the way it goes. Right. They're going to be doing the exact same thing on the other side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the thing is about the Patriots, Brady has not been sacked so far in this postseason. Mm-hmm. And, He's only been you know, hit three times. Right. Yeah. And so you, you listen and you read things out of New England and all the things that they say um, about Brady and that offensive line, and you got Josh McDaniels, but so much credit goes to their offensive line coach, Sarnikia. Yeah. And they brought him out of retirement. You hear all these stories. And so between that and the way the Rams' front has played, something's got to give. No doubt. I I love Cannon at right tackle. He's good. Uh, I think Thune is a guy that will probably be the guy that gets picked on. Okay. Uh, The right guard, the uh, the left guard. Okay. Um, You know, I love Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason is going to be a problem for Aaron because he's short and compact. Hmm. Yeah, Aaron feasts on guys that are big. I mean, yes. just the big lugs. Right, because but, he's got the leverage and he's got the speed. Yeah, this is short and compact. This is a guy that actually plays with leverage just like you. So okay. that's uh, that's going to be a collision I can't wait to see. But I think Sue has the advantage versus him. You know what I mean? Yes. Sue is just, he plays with power. He can. He's a stump puller. He can rip you right out of the ground. Right. So I could see Donald working on Thune more than I can see him working on uh, Shaq Mason. Okay. That's the way I would set him up anyway. And then Fowler. Out on the edge, uh, you know, singled up. When they do turn protection towards Donald, that means that backside tackle is going to be singled up with you. And you should know this by where Aaron lines up. You have to win. Yes. Yeah, either way, at some point, you have to win. If I have to wait until the last play or overtime for you to make a play on Breeze, great, as long as you make it. But I'd rather you start in the first quarter. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was the way he started in the AFC Championship Mm -hmm. game last year. When Jacksonville was playing New England, he had two sacks. Both of them were in the first half. Talking to him, I don't know, last week, a couple weeks ago, he said, you know, that was really the diff- what he wanted to change about that game. He wants to finish better. So, right. and, you know, he kind of did against New Orleans. You know, he had that play. But you want it consistent 60 minutes, no, you know? No doubt. No and doubt. for a guy like Fowler, you're playing for a contract, man. Yeah. Just like C.J. Anderson on the other yes. side. You're, you're playing yes. for contracts. You're, you're playing play- for your future. Yeah, you're playing to improve your stock. So, There's I mean, no better place to make a play absolutely not. Yes. than in the Super Bowl because everybody's watching. Now, run blocking, they're good. I think they have three good tailbacks that are all dual-threat guys. They can, they can catch it and they can run it. So you're going to have to be on your P's and Q's. I think you have the advantage at the nose tackle spot when you get playoff Sue versus Andrews, their center. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very wispy. Okay. If, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's very quick, good at position blocking. I mean, but, I mean, Indomitian Sue can play both gaps from one gap. Right. With the push he gets. Yes, so I absolutely. Think, so running the football early, I think, should be an adventure for them, but we'll see. I think the guys that have the toughest assignment are the linebackers. Really? Littleton and Barron. Yeah. Uh, if you look at how New Orleans attacked them, attacked the Rams, uh, with Kamara out of the backfield, think of the same sort of approach, except on the receiving end is going to be Edelman or Gronk or one of these dual threat backs. You know, that's exactly what I've been thinking this entire week, that it could be that James White with another huge game mm-hmm. out of the backfield. Two years ago in that Super Bowl that the Patriots came back from down 28-3 to to beat the Falcons, yeah. like, that was a James White game. That's exactly what he did. He caught the ball out of the backfield a ton. Right. And James White has had a great season. He led the Patriots in um, receptions. Mm-hmm. I think they had 71 this year. So... 
that to me is one of the biggest things that they've got to look out for. No doubt. It's, ju it's just like you said. It's the way New Orleans attacked the Rams with Kamara, and it worked. Absolutely. 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. If Gronk is the end-line guy with his hand down attached to the end of the line of scrimmage, it's, it's hard to double him because basically it's a run formation. So yes. it's really, really hard. If you do send the double, it's going to be very, very obvious to Brady. So that's, that's the tough part. So when they get in that formation, he knows you've got single coverage on Gronk, right? If he sees anything different, chances are that singled up guy is going to be one of the backs coming out of the backfield. You know what I mean? Yes. Same thing with Kamara. So that could be dangerous getting from 20 to 20. It turns into one of those option routes. It does. You know, yeah. when you've got single coverage on the one of those running backs, it turns into the option route, yeah. and it's damn near impossible to cover it. Right. So that's why, that's why it, you know, when you get the pressure up the middle and you can disrupt Brady that quickly, yeah. it makes it better for you. So the DFAR coaching point would be, okay, you're not really going to – if you have an opportunity to make, to make a play on the football, then so be it. Knock it down, pick it if you have it. But for the most part – just be in position to make the tackle. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to be able to make a play on the ball. Just make sure you're in good trail position to limit yards after catch. And also, safeties have to come up just in case there is a breakaway. If they get free from either Littleton or Barron in the middle, come up and you have to get the guy on the ground to live to fight another down. Why is Julian Edelman so effective out of the slot? Oh, slum? my God. He, you know, for every – go back and look at all your comments about Cooper Cup. It's yeah. the same thing. He does the same stuff. You can line him up anywhere. He's a more than willing blocker. He's a great receiver. He's great after the catch. He's very, very smart. Mm -hmm. And he's super competitive. I think the only thing that separates the two is experience, and one guy's a little more fiery than the other. And the other one is injured right now. Yeah, oh, that too. Yeah. One guy, if he gets in the end zone, will flip it to the ref. The other guy's going to spike it at your feet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the only difference. But the production and the threat to the defense is exactly the same. What's interesting about him is that he can also throw. And, you know, we've yeah. seen it in the Super Bowl before that he has, you know, gone out there and tried to complete a pass. So, you know, we saw Giselle a couple years ago say, my cousin cannot throw and catch the ball at the same time. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they break that out and use Edelman as a, a quarterback, you know, because they did it last year and it didn't work. Wow. I wonder if they try that play, if you actually try to throw it to Brady. I, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. I, because if you do, and Brady's not completely open, and Brady takes a shot, right? That, uh, that, that's where you're going with that? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I really wouldn't. Um, the risk is too high. <laughs> it's, it's pretty high. Yeah, right. I wouldn't want to put my quarterback in harm's way like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Not with Tlaib out there. Not with, you know, a rogue like Sue that's roaming around. A rogue. I'm serious. If he smells the play and then all of a sudden Tom Brady doesn't have the protection of quarterbacks anymore and he's just a runner, I, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You can take liberties with runners. Right. Yeah. Well, Nikel Roby Coleman is going to be probably one of the, the, the main guys who cover Julian Edelman, and he's got a lot of experience doing that having been in the AFC East um, with Buffalo, you know, going up against those guys twice a year. Yeah. And so it, it's oh, interesting, yeah. you know, a lot of people would this say. This will be your toughest assignment of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and with, with the Brady, you know, looks like he's aged comments. I'm sure that Brady probably wants to pick on him because Brady has been 
contriving the straw man of, you know, everybody thinks we suck and we can't win any games. I don't know who thinks that. That's the way he thinks. I, yeah. Well, great. Like, you know, I, I think it's fascinating to see where different guys get their motivation from. And, like, if this is what's working for Brady, like, who, who am I to argue it, you know? I mean, look, but I, yeah. I mean, it, when you pass it's his not trophy case in his house, I mean, I've never been there, but I imagine he has a trophy case. Yeah, When I you should. pass that every morning, it's tough to get motivated, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You know, how tough, I mean, not to get all gross or crass, but how tough is it, how tough do you think it is for him to get out of bed? <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Yeah, we can leave that there. You, you see where I'm going with I this? I do see where yeah, you're Yeah, so obviously if that guy can roll out of bed, this is about something more than just championships. And, and right. Yeah, it's it's about pure competition. Yes. Yeah. James Laurinaitis just walked by. I know. Again. I owe him 100 bucks. What do you owe him 100 bucks for? See? Ohio <laughs> State beat Washington in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. I owe yes. McQuaid, too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Let, let's, let's finish this off with talking a little bit about Gronk, too. Because okay. When, what makes him so tough is his size. Yeah. So we were talking to John Johnson yesterday, and he was saying, you know, you just almost don't know what to expect until you're out there and can experience it. Yeah. Because uh, he's that big. Seeing him up close and seeing how they use him. I mean, Gronk is, like you said, his size, his speed. He's got great hands. Uh, he has a great... He has great knowledge of the rule book and what he can get away with. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he is a push-off machine, right? And he does it so quick. Another guy who was a great push-off machine was just here, Isaac Bruce. But they really? do it in such a way where you can't see it, and it just seems like they get separation at will. Uh, but that's how dangerous they are. So, and the th I think the thing that makes Gronk super dangerous is he's got Brady throwing to him because of where he feeds him the football. I mean, he puts it where Gronk wants it and where Gronk can turn up field and make something happen with it, right. you know? And then yes. you've got this six foot six, 260-pound guy loose in your secondary. Who wants to hit that? Nobody. Exactly. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. He gets it out there. He gets it to him like if it's a high throw, usually it's in the red zone where he has to go up and catch it for, for a TD. But if it's in the middle of the field, it's right on his hip. So when he does catch it and, he's, and he turns around, he's a fullback now. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, good Lord. Who wants to do that? Well, it's going to be a tough assignment for somebody, and it could be John Johnson. You know, you might see Mark Barron on him. Yeah. These are the Marquis Christian right. was kind of the tight end, designated tight end cover guy at some yeah, point. Maybe you might package. see a return to that. But, I mean, at some point, John Johnson, even LaMarcus Joyner, you could be – I mean, they're going to get the matchup they want. Uh, exactly. At some point, is going to be singled up with a bigger Gronk, and you're going to have to make a play. Yes, exactly. It's going to be tough. Just how do you summarize – where the Rams are right now. Oh, two going words. into Super Bowl. This. <laughs> no, I mean, just going into this game, it, it it's it's kind of unbelievable to me. Uh, you know? Okay. Um, how do I sum this up? Rabbit is ready for the rap battle. What? I, I, you haven't seen Eight Mile. Um, they are ready for the moment. They are. They are. They are prepared and ready for this, and this is no fluke. They have all the confidence in the world. So they gotta lose themselves. That's where I was going with this. The, if, I could sum it, if I could sum the it moment, up. Yeah, they I own mean, it. it's not too big for them. Better never let it go. This is not shocking to them. Only get one shot. See, he's messing it all up. <laughs> but it's not shocking to them. Um, yeah. They expected to be here a year ago. It's true. That's what I mean. So 
they're ready for this. this I, yeah, this this is not like wide-eyed. I'm I'm happy to be here. We've already won by being here. No, when they lost in Atlanta, they made a commitment to each other to get here, and here we are. So regardless of what you say about the Patriots and Brady and Belichick and what they think, the team on the other side feels like they have a right to the trophy just like you. Maybe even more of a right. Maybe so. Yeah. And they're going to go out there. They're going to strive to be world yes, champs. Sir. It is going to be amazing, I think, just to be in that building for Super Bowl 53 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kickoff scheduled for 320 Pacific time on Sunday. Defar. Miles. It's been a great season. Is this season. our last show? I know. Is this our last show? <laughs> no. Only because the season's actually going to be over. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening to Between the Horns.